Parshas Vayikra. We begin with a pasuk in our parsha that describes for us one of the details of the Hakravas HaKorban, offering a sacrifice in the base of Migdash. V'shachat et ben ha-bakar lifnei Hashem, v'hikrivu b'nei Aharon ha-kohanim et hadam, v'zarku et hadam al ha-mizbeach saviv. And he should slaughter the bull before Hashem, and the kohanim should bring the blood to the mizbeach and sprinkle it on its corners. Vayikra. It means that as they would shech the animal, a kohen would catch the blood in a klishares. It's what we call kabbalas hadam, the avoida of receiving the blood. And it was that blood in the vessel that was used for zirikas hadam, the blood that was sprinkled on the mizbeach to effect a kapara for the baal hakorban. But between the receiving of the blood in the kli and the sprinkling of the blood on the, on the mizbeach, there was another avoida that had to be performed. Halacha, walking. It means that there was a special procedure of walking towards the Mizbeach with the klishares in order to sprinkle the blood. And this avaida of halacha, Saddam, was essential. In most cases, if it wasn't done, the entire korban would be rendered puzzle and unacceptable. Even if they would make an assembly line, a line of kohanim would stand from the place where the blood was caught all the way till the Mizbeach, and they would hand it one to the other until the last kohen near the Mizbeach would sprinkle the blood, it wouldn't be a kosher korban. It would be puzzle because it omitted halacha. It lacks the procedure of walking towards the altar and the essential lesson that halacha is coming to teach us. And what's that lesson? The Torah here wants to emphasize to us the procedure for coming close to Hashem. Because what is a korban? After all, it's a declaration of a person's desire to come close, lehiskariv, to his creator and to gain his favor. And therefore, when the pasuk tells us that halacha is essential, it's teaching us that if you want to come close to Hashem, if you want to achieve kirvas elokim, then halacha, physical movement, is indispensable. Now we understand, of course, that included in Kirvas Elohim is the great career of the mind, thinking as much as possible about HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Absolutely, we're expected to be close to Hashem intellectually. If you're learning Torah, that's the Vekas. When you're thinking Inyane Emuna, that's Kirvas Elohim. If you're trying to do everything L'Shem Shamayim, absolutely, you're bringing yourself very close to Hashem. So there's no question that we all have to make a career of achieving all the great emotions of Yirat Hashem, Ahavas Hashem, Bitochan, and everything else. Perfection of the mind is certainly a Kirvas Elohim that is expected of us. But people make a serious error when they imagine that Kirvas Elohim refers only to thinking about Hashem. Of course, there's a great deal to be said about achieving Tevekas in an intellectual sense. But to think that this is it, and that's all that counts. It's that attitude that the mitzvah of halacha comes to dispel. The avoida of halacha, of walking towards the mizbeach, is intended to teach us, among other things, the great lesson that in order to achieve kirvas elokim, you must come close to him physically. You have to bring your body close to Hashem. Get busy walking towards him. Bo lefanav. Come before him. That's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants from you. He wants you to come close, to walk towards him with your feet.
That's why when there is a base of Migdash, it was a, it was a mitzvah to be oile regel three times a year. Shalosh pa'amim bashana, three times a year. Yira'e kol zechurcha et penei Hashem elokecha. You should show yourself before Hashem your God. In ancient times, nobody traveled on airplanes to hotels for Pesach. No, they all walked to Yerushalayim. Oh, you're walking up towards Hashem. Now that's something. You're not just sitting in your house and thinking about Hashem. You're coming to Him. It's a tremendous thing. You're walking to His house. You're using your feet to come close to Him. Raise up a gift, a korban, and come before Hashem. Don't just send a korban. You know, you could do that too. You might want to appoint a shaliach to bring a korban for you. After all, why should you make such a long trip to bring a korban? You might think that there are better ways to spend your time in his service. I'll sit in my house all day long and I'll meditate about the chaste Hashem. But Hashem says, no, that's not enough. Uvo lifanov, bring your bodies to me. And so three times a year, everybody left his homestead, his farm, and started walking. The whole nation packed their bags and put on their walking shoes. And now there were great crowds of people traveling on the roads. It was an inspiring sight to see the Am Yisrael marching up to Hashem. And as they passed different villages, more and more people came to join them. And they were all singing. They were all walking and singing Shira Malos. It was a halacha to the Mizbeach of the greatest magnitude. And when they finally arrived in Yerushalayim, they all sang together, We're here! We made it! We walked miles to see you! And now we're standing in Yerushalayim. Tehillim. Now how does HaKadosh Baruch Hu look at that? So the Gemara and Chagiga tells us that he's thinking about the Am Yisroel. He says the following words in Shirashirim. Ma yafu pa'amayich bane'alayim bat nadif. How beautiful are your feet clothed in, in shoes. Hashem is praising our shoes. You have to understand that in those days, not everybody wore shoes. But when you had to take a long journey, you made sure to put on shoes. And so, when the Am Yisrael made their trek to the base Amigdash, Hashem looked at their feet and said, Kama ne'in raglehen shel Yisrael. How beautiful are my people who put on shoes and walk towards me. The Am Yisrael is walking on the roads and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is admiring their feet. Now, he admires their minds too. If while you're walking, you're thinking about Hashem, very good. Hashem loves you for that. But the mere fact that your feet are moving towards Him, that's already beautiful in the eyes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. To walk to Yerushalayim, the Ir Hashem, and to climb the mountain to the top of the Harabais, where the house of Hashem is, that's already a very big achievement. Of course, when you come there, it would be beneficial if you looked at the Kohanim Ba'avodosam. You would see Shom Na'avodcha, Biyira, how they serve Hashem with Yira there. It would make a big impression on you. But suppose you did nothing. You came and that's all. You shouldn't disdain that. It's already a very big accomplishment to walk with your feet three times a year towards HaKadosh Baruch Hu and to stand in his house even if you do nothing else. That alone, that you physically came closer to Hashem, is a very big achievement. 
Now, we don't have exactly that today. We look forward to that great day when we'll be privileged once again to visit Hashem in His home in Yerushalayim. But David HaMelech gives us an example of that form of bringing yourself close to Hashem that we try to make use of even today. He said in Tehillim, Achat Sha'alti Me'et Hashem. There's only one thing I ask from you, Hashem. One thing. You hear that? A man has so many things he has to ask of Hashem. So many things that you want and you need. But David says, there's one thing that's most important to me. Ota avakesh. That's what I'm busy seeking always. And what is that? Shifti bebeis Hashem kol yemei chayai. I should sit in the house of Hashem all the days of my life. Here's a man who is a busy personality. Let's say he's a famous surgeon or maybe a great industrialist. He's a successful man who spends a lot of time in his office. So now, when he comes home in the evening, he deserves a good rest. He wants to sit on the couch with his legs up on a chair. Why not? He had a long day. But he reminds himself of the words of David HaMelech. And he picks up his weary body and goes straight to the house he loves most. To the house of his best friend to sit there as long as he can. And his wife understands that. She says, when you go there, take me along with you. I can't go in body, but I'm there in spirit with you. Sometimes she has to urge him to. She says, hurry up, you might miss Mariv. And so he takes the hint and gains an alacrity. And she has a hundred percent share. She goes together with him, even though she's busy at home. Now, the truth is, we can't do it always. We have to make a living. Even if you don't go to work, let's say you're sitting in the shul all day long, but sometimes the shamish says, sorry, sir, we have to lock up, so you have to leave. But that has to be an ambition. If only I could sit in the base Hashem all the days of my life to be close to Hashem physically. That's what David desired. That's why he said, of all the things I desire, the one I really want is Shifti Beves Hashem. I wish I could sit in the house of Hashem. Kol Yemei Chayai, all the days of my life. So you might think it means to go into the shul or the base medrash and to open up the Gemara or the Tehillim and to get to work. That's what the shul is for after all. No, David didn't say that. He said, the one thing I want is shifty. I want to sit in the house of Hashem. Of course, once you're sitting, you might as well accomplish something too. But even if you don't, just walking up the steps, bringing your body into the shul and sitting, that alone is an accomplishment. I'll prove it to you. Let's say right after the tefillah, you realize you forgot your coat in the shul. You're in a hurry. You have to catch the train. So you want to rush back in to get your coat. Oh no, you can't do that. You wa- you'll walk into the house of Hashem just for your own purpose. You have no business coming in here just for your coat. So the Gemara gives you an Eitzah. It tells you that when you walk into the shul, the first thing you have to do is sit down. Sit down for a minute in the Mikdash Me'at. It's a halacha. You have to sit down for a little bit. And then you can take your coat and the Rambam says in Tefillah, explains there, he explains there, Hayeshiva Shom Miskei HaMitzvus, he, sitting down in the base Knesses is a mitzvah on its own. 
As the Pasuk states, How fortunate are those who sit in your house. Now, if we hadn't learned this halacha, it could be we would have thought that means you're sitting and you're learning Torah. Or maybe you're Isaac B'tfila. No. Yoshvei. Just put your body down on the chair for a moment. That's Shifti Bebeis Hashem. Imagine a man comes to the Beis HaKnesses and he does nothing. He just sits down there. Not because he wants to find some refuge from the hot sun or because it's too cold outside. No. That you're forbidden to do. It's usher to utilize the Beis HaKnesses for a material purpose. But if you're going in to sit down... That's wonderful. Yes, just for the mitzvah of sitting, it pays to come in the base Knesset. Isn't that a good idea? You pass a base Knesset or yeshiva and you don't need it. You weren't planning on going inside, but you walk in and you sit down just for the mitzvah of sitting there. It's a good idea to try it sometime. Let's say you're riding in the car and you're passing a base Knesset or yeshiva. It's an opportunity to practice up walking closer to Hashem. Stop, walk in, sit down for a minute and think, I'm doing this for a purpose. And what's that purpose? The purpose is to physically come close to Hashem. Of course, you want your mind to also become close, but that's not so easy. But that your body should come close is much more simple to accomplish. So you should grab the opportunity, sit there for a minute and think about that. I'm sitting here now in the base Knesset because I'm doing what I can to be physically close to Hashem. Every day when you walk into the base of Knesset, whether it's a little shtibel or a rebbe someplace or a big yeshiva, it makes no difference. You're walking in a place where the shechina is. Kol Bay Asara. In the place where 10 people come always to Davin. So the shechina is Kodma Va'asya. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is already waiting. You should practice that up. Instead of walking into the shul with an empty head, practice appreciating the physical closeness to Hashem. Bo Sha'arav Bitoda. Come into his gates with thanksgiving. You think you're doing a favor to Hashem? Look what a good fellow I am. I'm a loyal Jew coming in to pray, and I even got there before Baruchu. No, you're coming in for yourself. It's a great happiness to be close to Hashem. It makes life worth living. You should say, Baruch Hashem, I was zeichet to walk in. Wouldn't that be a silly thing to say? So let's all be silly now and say it together. We're happy that we are using our feet to walk closer to Hashem. You thought perhaps that coming close to Hashem means only in some abstract way, something we don't know exactly how to do. Maybe we'll come close to the Shekhinah by meditating in the secrets of the Torah or some other way. Could be that too. I'm not saying not. But David is telling us that walking into the house of Hashem and sitting there, that's already a fulfillment of the great idea of Kirvas Elohim. Because as close as you can get to the Shekhinah with your body, that's already a perfection of the Neshama. And that's why among the many opportunities to come close to Hashem physically is the mitzvah to cling to Talmidei Chachamim. Now I'll explain that. You remember when Shaul HaMelech returned from his victorious battle against the Amaleki in the days of Shmuel HaNavi. So Shmuel HaNavi chided him. He rebuked him. 
What's the sound of sheep that I hear in my ears? It means you brought back sheep from Amalek. Instead of destroying all of their livestock, you brought back the sheep alive. So Shaul excused himself. He said, I did it only. I brought it back in order to be makriv them as korbanos to Hashem, your God. So the Kuzari asks Akasha. He says, why does it say your Hashem? Isn't it Shaul's Hashem too? Shaul was a from Jew. He was a tzaddik gomer, no question about it. Shaul was a ben toida and an anav, a very big tzaddik. I'm not just saying this on my own. Chazal says all these things about Shaul HaMelech. So what does it mean? Hashem Elokecha, your God. He should have said, Leman Zevoach, Lahashem Elokei. We want to bring them to Hashem, our God. Why Hashem? Elokecha, your God. The same kasha we ask when the Yisrael brings the Bikurim to the Kohen and expresses his gratitude to Hashem who gave him these fruit. He says, I'm making a declaration to Hashem Elokecha, to Hashem your God. Is it only the Kohen's God? Why not Hashem Elokai? The one who brings the Bikurim is the Yisroel. He's a from Jew, and it's his God too. Now that's a big question. And so the Kuzari explains, Certainly it's everybody's Hashem, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu chooses to rest his presence on those people who are closest to him. The Navi is a man of great perfection because of his achievements in Nevuah. And so when Shaul spoke to Shmuel and Navi, he said, Your God, because he was saying, Hashem is resting his presence on you more than on me. You have an excellence, a shlemus of character, and that makes the Shekhinah rest on you even more than upon me. So you'll say, the Shekhinah? That's only a mushal. The Shekhinah actually rests on him? And we say, yes! Yes, we're learning now that the Shekhinah actually rests on the Chachmei HaToyrah. It rests on the Kohanim and on the Nevi'im. And that's why when you bring yourself close to Talmidei Chachamim, to those upon whom the Shekhinah rests most intensely, so in a sense, it's considered like you're bringing yourself close to Hashem. And so we're learning now that not only walking to the base of Migdash or sitting in the base of Knesset, the Mikdash Me'at is Kirvas Elohim. But to be as close as possible to living Torah scholars, that's another opportunity to be physically close to Hashem. That's why the Rambam in Deus says that we should all strive as much as possible to be close to the Chachamim. Bechol minei chibur. In all forms of closeness. To walk with them. To eat together with them. To do business with them as much as possible, in whatever way you can imagine, to be physically close to them, and to thereby be close to Hashem. And that's why we have a principle called Shemusha Shel Toida, to be Mishamesh, to serve Talmidei Chachamim. That's why when the Sefer, when the Sefer Malachim wants to introduce Elisha Hanavi and tell us who he is, what his Yichus is, so it says, Po Elisha Ben Shafat. Here is Elisha Hanavi, Asher Yatzak Yimayim Al Yedei Eliyahu, who
who used to pour water on Eliyahu's hands. Now some say it's only a mushal. They go off into fanciful explanations. They want to say that Shumash, that Shumash means learning more deeply. That it means he was a Talmud of Eliyahu and that he learned intensely with Eliyahu. But that's not the truth. The Gemara in Bracha says, Lamad lo nimar. It doesn't say he learned from him. Ella Yatzak. It says only that he poured water over his hands. It means that he was present when Eliyahu had to wash his hands. So Elisha took the can of water and poured it onto his Rebbe's hands. And that's the introduction to Elisha. That he washed his Rebbe's hands. Now. That's a stunning statement. It's almost not understandable at all. It could have said, here is Elisha, who learned from Eliyahu Anavi the methods of achieving Nevuah. Eliyahu was the one who trained Elisha to be a Navi. Eliyahu had a school of B'nai HaNavim, and he brought up Elisha in the dark Ehanavuah. He taught him everything. But no, that's not mentioned at all. All the secrets of the Torah, all the dark Hashem, everything else that was taught in that great academy of Nevoah, nothing is mentioned of that. The only thing that deserves mention is that Elisha poured water on the hands of Eliyahu Anavi. So the Gemara tells us that we see from here that Gedoyla Shimusha Shel Torah Yoised Milimuda. Serving the ones who teach Torah is even greater than learning Torah from him. And why is that? Because washing hands is a physical closeness. The physical closeness to Eliyahu, to a man upon whom the Shekhinah rested in greatest proportion, was such a great merit that it's like being close to Hashem even more than the closeness by learning the Torah. In a certain sense, it's even more important than learning. And that means we should never disdain the opportunity to be physically close to the Gedoyle Yisrael and to the Talmidei Chachamim of our generation, to associate with them as much as possible. Many benefits can be gained if a person makes it a career of his to be Mishamish Talmidei Chachamim. And it should be considered a very great privilege because it's a form of achieving physical closeness to Hashem. Of course, it should be these Talmidei Chachamim are busy. Could be that when you seek their company, they'll push you away. But that's your job anyhow. To do whatever you can to bring yourself close. You shouldn't worry about becoming an encumbrance. Let them tell you. Get away from here. Meanwhile, you try your best to get close to them. Let's say the Satmararov. He's a very fine man, by the way. I know him personally. A very fine man. But he's a busy man. He's learning all the time, and people come to him all the time with Shilas too. But suppose you go to him and you say, I heard Rabbi Miller speak, so I want to get close to you. But he says, I don't have much time. So you'll say, can I at least carry your talis to your base of Madrish for you? So the Sadmararav says, I don't need it. I carry it myself. So you beg him, please, Rabbi, do me a favor. Let me carry your talis. He's not going to spend time arguing with you in the street. So he relents. So you're walking behind him carrying his talus. You're not talking to him. You're just walking close to him. You have to know that you're accomplishing a great achievement for yourself. I'm not a chosid, but I'm telling you, if you'll get that privilege to carry his talus, so you're now becoming closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. No question about it. 
Now I pick just one person, but it applies to all the Rosh Yeshiva. Get close to them. They don't have time to talk to you. But if you become useful to them in some way, you're Meshamish Talmidei Chachamim. Hang around. After a while, maybe you'll, maybe you'll be Zeichem. And Baruch Hashem, we have them today too here and there. Not as many as we had 20 years ago. Not as many as 40 years ago. But still we do have them. Only that most people don't understand how important it is to get physically close to them. Even when we had really great men, only a few people came to them. When Rav Aaron Kotler, Zichron Levracha, was alive, how many Jews, Baalei Batim, or even B'nai Toida, came to see him personally? He was a busy man, no question. But why didn't you come to see him? Just to walk into his house or into his base medrash, even if you wouldn't speak to him. Just the walking meant that you were walking towards the Mizbeach. And to even speak a few words with him, even better. To ask him for advice, a derech in life. So you'll say, a derech in life? I know what to do myself. That's a tragedy, because you don't. A few words from a great man would have set you straight. It's a lost opportunity. When Rav Aaron passed away, the generation lost that opportunity forever. When Rav Moshe Feinstein was alive, it was a pleasure to talk to him. When Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky was still alive, he was a Baal Yoitz. You could talk to him. He would give advice. How many people bothered to come? Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky used to say a shiur on Chumash in Munsi. He had a little basement where he said his Chumash shiur. Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky talking on Chumash? Who shouldn't come to that? It should be packed. It wasn't packed. There was plenty of room left over. People don't utilize the opportunities to come physically close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, And then the opportunities go lost forever. And even in our generation, if you'll find Sadiqim, it's not so easy, but there are tzaddikim in this day too. And you get close to them. You must realize that the merit of coming close to the Shekhinah is being achieved. And it's one of the big successes in life. Coming to the great men is a rare opportunity. And it's a tragedy. How an opportunity for such intense closeness to HaKadosh Baruch Hu is underappreciated. Physical proximity to the Chachamim is in itself a very big achievement because it's considered getting close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's why it says, Chayev Adam l'hakbil penei rabo beregel. It's a chiyuv to visit your Rebbe on Yom Tov. Why on Yom Tov? The answer is you should visit him all the time. But during the year you're busy working. On Yom Tov you're off from work. So if you're not working, what should you be doing? Go to the amusement parks? Visit the zoo? You can do that too. But that's not what Yom Tov is for. Those days off are intended to be an opportunity to bring, to bring yourself closer to Hashem. And therefore on Yom Tov, a man must go and visit his Rebbe. What's the purpose? Well, certainly you might hear good things from him too. But even if you don't, even if you come and you fall asleep at his table, but if you went to your Rebbe on Yom Tov, you already came close to the one who has the Shekhinah resting on him. To the one about whom you can say, Hashem Elokecha. There are more opportunities too. You should know around here, around Mir Yeshiva, you see tzitzes being worn out, hanging down. The further away you go, closer to Nostrand Avenue, you see tzitzes become more and more invisible. 
When you pass Nostrand Avenue, all the tzitzis are already in the pants. The environment is all important. What a wonderful thing it is when people who learned in Mesifta Chaim Berlin live near Chaim Berlin and the block behind it, all around it. They were brought up in Chaim Berlin. It was the place where they developed. That's a loyalty. That's a kid of us Hashem. And all their homes are Chaim Berlin homes. Torah Vadas too. Many families live around Torah Vadas because they learn there. Mir Yeshiva, many people live around Mir Yeshiva who once learned there. Some continue to go there all the time. It's a tremendous experience. The Vekus, to cling to your Rebbe. The Yeshiva is his Rebbe. To be Dovek Bahashem means to come close wherever is a place that's favored by Hashem's presence. It's a Chiyuv to be in such places. I'll give you a mushal. Here's a man in Scarsdale who wants to come close to Hashem. Let's imagine such a person. And he's hearing now these words that come close to Hashem means to physically come close, to walk closer to the Mizbeach. So he should think, what's the best place to cling to Hashem? Scarsdale or Williamsburg? Williamsburg is much better. No question about it. And therefore, what should this Scarsdale man do? He should move into a firm neighborhood. It pays even to change your livelihood, your parnasa if necessary. That's Peshuto Shal Mikra, of the mitzvah of the Vekas. Ubo Tidbak means you should cling to Hashem physically, to be Mikayim that, that mitzvah. No question that Williamsburg is a much better place. Of course, not always is it feasible. But if possible, everything should be done to be in a good environment. Where do you live? Why do you have to live so far out? Why can't you live close to from Jews, where there is a concentration of Shomer Torah? Your wife, your children, and yourself will gain immeasurably when you bring them close to Hashem. How important it will be for people to bring themselves close to the Shekhinah by moving into from Jewish neighborhoods. On all sides, you see Jews who are practicing Judaism, and they do it openly. You see men with big families going to shul on Shabbos morning. You see women pushing baby carriages. There are two babies in the carriage, and four holding on to the sides of the carriage as they walk in the street. When you see that, it's like seeing the Shechina. People are raising families, all from, all with yarmulkes, all with tzitzes hanging out. A neighborhood like that is worth any money in the world because you're close to the Shekhinah. As you walk in the streets of Borough Park, you should say, Baruch Hashem, all the from Jews are together. Blocks and blocks and blocks. Big mezuzahs, big families. Boys walk out of the house. All with big payas. It's a pleasure to see from families. Williamsburg is even better. You drive through Williamsburg. Everybody is from. All the people there dress like Jews. Baruch Hashem. That's a place to be. That's where the Shekhinah is. And that's called Kirva Selukim. To be close to Hashem physically. Just to be there. To walk in Williamsburg is a fulfillment of the mitzvah to come close. And so as much as possible, every Jew should try to find a home among the Fruma. If it was possible, I would say that we should issue a kol koide from some headquarters. Let's say Agudas Harabonim, or some other rabbinical headquarters. A public proclamation for all Jews to move back to Brooklyn. Come back to the from neighborhoods of Borough Park and Flatbush. I would say, I would say Muncie also. There are other fine places too. 
whatever it is, move to the places where from Jews are concentrated and make sure that your children don't move out to other places. And in the course of time, everybody will have children and children's children. They'd buy houses and all the, other living, all the others living here would have to move out. Because why should they live in a house that costs $400,000 in Brooklyn? That's what the Jews are offering when they could live much more cheaply in Maspeth. Let them move out. But the Jews, the Jews should all all move back closer to Hashem. And it's not only a recommendation, Amidus Hasidus. It's a lifeline to people who are drowning. We have to save their neshamas. They don't realize they're being ruined because the influence of the Gentile environment is insidious. It's stealthy. It sneaks in gradually under the closed doorways. It comes in through the windows and people's characters change. But not only that, even among the fruma, it's important not only to assess a home by the fact that it doesn't cost very much, that it's a bargain. Who lives next door to you? It's very important to live next door to Talmudic Chachamim, next door to a tzad, to tzaddikim, not to an amaaretz. An amaaretz is not a person to associate with. An amaaretz, even though he's a chosid, don't live near him. Shabbos, it's not healthy to associate with him. He's a danger. A Talmud Chacham, on the other hand, even though he's a mean fellow, even though he's noikem v'noiter kenachash, even if he bites like a snake. So the Gemara says, gird that snake around your waist as a belt. He's a snake. Wrap him around yourself. It means be close, be as close as possible to him, because that's the surest way to come close to Hashem. And therefore, even when you sit in the yeshiva, choose a seat near the better ones. In the base Knesset too. With whom do you sit in the base Knesset? Who sits next to you? People have been changing by associating even in the basic analysis with the wrong people. I know that from experience. I've watched people deteriorate. I saw a man who came into our shul. He was a Baal Tshuva, an idealist, but he sat next to a late, a Baal Lashon Hara, who was constantly ridic- ridiculing people, speaking against the Rav, making fun of the Gabayim and the president. He was a Patpoton. He would sit and tell you all the slander against the people in the shul. After a while, this idealist became disgusted, and he stopped coming. And so we understand that you always have to be on guard. Watch out with whom you're sitting, with whom you're associating, because kirvas hachachamim is kirvas elokim. That's why when the chachamim were asked, What's the right way that a person should choose to cling to? So one of them said, A good neighbor. Who do you associate with? With your cousins? Sometimes the worst company are your cousins. Who are your friends, your neighbors? A man should do whatever he can to always cling to the good ones. Bababasra. As much as possible, associate only with the good ones. Don't visit the others. Don't let them visit you. As much as possible, cling to the good people, the from people. Look for good neighbors, good chaverim, and good teachers. That's the derech in life to bring yourself closer to Hashem. Now, the truth is that we haven't even begun yet to exhaust the subject. There's so much more to say. But even the little bit that we spoke about together now opens for us a new door in our career of Avaita Hashem.
And therefore, we always quote the words of the Mesilus Yishodim. If you look more thoroughly into the purpose of life, you're going to see the true perfection, the true success of a person is to come close to Hashem, to cling to Hashem and to be near Him. That's the greatest success there is. David said that in Tehillim. To me, it's closeness to Hashem. That is the good in the world. By saying va'ani, it means there are all kinds of standards in the world and what people consider tov. And we're not talking now about the shaitim who pursue foolish things, the roid feiruach who waste their lives. But even those people who live virtuously have not always clarified their goals in life. So David said, Vani, as far as I am concerned, Kirvas Elohim Litov. The greatest good for me is to be close to Hashem. And he says, Vani, because other people were present too. They were also great men, and each had his own opinion. But David is the opinion to whom we should listen. The highest tov, the most important good that a person can accomplish, is to come close to Elohim. And the people who come close to him in this world. Atem hadvekim. You who cling to Hashem physically in Oilam Hazeh. Chayim kulechem hayom. You will live forever and ever with him in the next world. Kirvas Elohim. That's our success. And that's our happiness. Forever and ever. Have a wonderful Shabbos.